0: Rubbers or cross kicks—you, uh, it's a difficult option. UBC will likely want to just get this in the forwards and set the drive. Nick Allen joins in, and the drive is going. Can they get it down? Try is awarded. The UBC
1: lead of the game. Hey everybody, this is Jake McGrail of CITR Sports broadcasting from UBC's Point Grey campus, located on the unceded grounds of the Musqueam people. You're listening to Thunderbird Eye on CITR 101.9. Always keeping you up to date with the latest UBC sports news, standings, and stories. The clip you just heard is from a few weeks ago, the men's rugby national championship game where UBC was victorious for the second year in a row. There wasn't any UBC sports action this past weekend, so this show, our final episode until January, will be a look back on Thunderbird Athletics this past semester. It won't be a deep dive into anything because there's a lot to cover. It'll be more like a greatest hits of the last few months. Now, the studio, a lot less crowded today. Jacob's not here. Eric's not here. Liz is not here. But I'm not alone as joining me, making his first live Thunderbird Eye appearance is CITR Sports' very own Spencer Latu.
0: What up, everybody? It's Spencer Latu from the Spencer Latu Show and also Thunderbird Eye. And uh, I would just like to say that we're broadcasting live from UBC's Point Grey campus, located on the unceded grounds of the Musqueam people. And uh, you're listening to CITR 101.9. So just right to get into it, uh, for basketball, the UBC Thunderbirds basketball programs had a strong start to the first half of the Canada West season. The women's team is currently seventh in the conference with a 6-4 and four record, but is looking to bounce back in the second half of the season. The men's team is second place in the conference Posting a nine and one record.
1: Yeah, the women's team really finished the this first half of the season strong. They were up and down. To start of the year, they win, they lose, they win, they lose, they win, they lose. But three game winning streak to end of the calendar year. Six and four now climbing up the standings. And uh it's been it's been a mixed bag. <laughs> they beat super high ranked Saskatchewan first weekend of the season, but then they also lost to Manitoba near the bottom of the standings, and then they also lost a game to Thompson Rivers near the bottom of the standings. It's yeah,
0: <laughs> It's a tale of two teams. You don't know what you're going to get. But the birds are poised to claw their way up in the standings. And uh, there were some thrilling overtime wins. Uh, that one was crazy. Uh, Keelan's favorite game, as we learned in that interview. That was awesome. <laughs> Triple OT. Triple OT. And uh, bringing it back to the men's team, uh, the, the UBC men's team is on an eight-game eight game win streak uh, going into the break. They've been dominant this entire first half, losing only one game to Saskatchewan.
1: Uh, yeah, that was opening weekend, too.
0: Yeah, opening weekend, too. Uh, we have a nasty... Uh, um, habit of splitting to Saskatchewan, I guess. Uh, the team is on an upwards trajectory as they continue to win with ease at home and on the road, and uh, their schedule will get much tougher as they face the
1: dreaded reigning champs, the Calgary Dinos. Yeah, the team that knocked them out of the Canada West playoffs last year, the team that won the national championship, the team that's 12-0 and 0 right now, completely destroying everyone in their path. They don't play Calgary in the regular season, but if they're going to win Canada West, if they're going to win the title, they're probably going to have to play them at some point. Now, uh, taking a look at the women's team, just like last year, it's been the big three. Madison Penn, Keelan Filowich, and Jessica Hansen leading the way. Penn and Filowich absolutely dominating the glass. They're both top five in Canada West in rebounds per game. 10.7 for uh, Filowicz and 9.9 for Penn. Uh, Filowicz also fourth in Canada West with 13 blocks. Hansen is third in Canada West in assists, just all three of them improving on last year.
0: Yeah, they're dominating uh, the stat sheet. But as we appreciate the big three of the UBC women's basketball team, we'll be looking for some help coming from, hopefully, sophomore guard Kate Johnson, Uh, although she struggled with her shot, only 27% from the field. Um, Overall, she's been adding, chipping in a casual eight points here and there. Uh, We're also going to be looking for uh, Madison Legault, uh, offering her stats across the board, and uh, players like Gabrielle LaGuerta and Haley Council are contributing off the bench, and that will become crucial down the stretch.
1: Yeah, the depth was really their biggest weakness last year. It's been a lot better this year. That's why they've been... Although their record doesn't suggest it, they've definitely been a better team.
0: They are a better team than their record suggests because, like we mentioned earlier, they've lost to some really uh, bottom-of-the-barrel teams. Yeah.
1: So hopefully they'll be able to improve on that aspect of their game, start taking care of business in the games they should. Men's team, they've been taking care of business very well-rounded as well. All five starters averaging over 10 points a game. Basketball's a team game. Yep. Jaden Cohey, Manroop Player, the two fourth-year transfers leading the way, 19 per game for each of them. They've been huge additions for this team, the reason they've, like, they are contenders. Yeah,
0: we are we're certainly
1: not pretenders this year. Uh, Grant
0: Shepard, uh, speaking of not pretenders, has improved leaps and bounds in his sophomore year. Uh, his rebound average, eight per game. Um, he is getting it done scoring 15 points per game and is fifth in the conference in blocks with 1.3 blocks per game.
1: Yeah, he's doubled his rebound average. He's almost doubled his scoring average. And the other sophomore, the other half of uh, the two uh, Kelowna boys. The Kelowna boys. (laughs) That's Mason Boursier, the point guard. Does a bit of everything. Averages 11.5 points, 5.5 rebounds, 5 assists a game, on 53% shooting. Very well-rounded player. He nearly got a triple-double a couple weeks ago, which is close to unheard of in U sports. Now, moving on to hockey, one of the two other three major sports that are still going on this season, along with volleyball, which we'll get to, both men's and women's hockey. They've had eerily similar seasons. They both sit at 10-6 and heading into winter break. Both will comfortably qualify for the playoffs, barring a complete disaster, which seems unlikely. Knock on wood, everybody. (laughs) Knock on wood. (laughs) Knock it on wood. The men are uh, fourth in Canada West, eight points behind first place Saskatchewan, and the women are third, seven points behind Alberta.
0: The men's team won four in a row to start the year, then lost five of their next six and have now rebounded and won five of their last six in this uh,
1: up-and-down season. Yeah, and then the women, they won five of their fir- uh, first six, then lost four of their next five, and they've now also rebounded and won four of their last five, both of them hitting uh, ruts in uh, like late October, early November, but they've both equally uh, rebounded. The men's team, they've been fine, but far from elite on either end of the ice they are fifth in both goals four angles against they've got a negative seven goal differential on a year which is not what you'd like to see and um, they don't really have that true superstar.
0: Um, yeah, their offense, uh, due to their lack of a uh, true superstar, has been very balanced. Uh, the Thunderbirds have four players in the top twenty for goals in the conference, but only one, uh, Tyler Sandu, in the top twenty for total points, tied for thirteenth with uh, thirteen.
1: Yeah, he's got ten goals, three assists. Kind of funny that <laughs> they've got that many players that they're scoring, but evidently the assists are being super spread out. Given that no one's really taking the mantle, is by far and away the biggest offensive producer on this team. I
0: don't own any UBC Thunderbirds player in my U Sports fantasy hockey pool for this exact reason.
1: <laughs> well, breakout star this year, rookie forward Maxwell James, tied for fifth in Canada West in goals with uh 7, tied for second on the team in points with 12 and uh calling back to last week, shout out Jarrett Smith. Uh he's tied for third in the team with goals with 6, four of which came in that uh incredible overtime win in their last game before the winter break. Just uh I had to say his name one more time.
0: Shout out Jarrett Smith. So, and uh, moving on to the women's team. The women's team has been great defensively this season, allowing the second fewest goals in Canada. Both Tori Miklash and Amelia Bond uh, bon are top five in the conference in save percentage. Shouts out Amelia, great history partner over there. Uh, <laughs> Hannah Clayton Carroll and Mattia uh, Fisher. Hannah is also a beast on the uh, flag football field. If you ever catch her out there, watch out. I've seen her pick off male quarterbacks and I've seen her catch passes in double coverage. Just so you know, she's a dual sport athlete. Um, Hannah and Matea are leading the team in points for a second straight season Both are in their fourth year, so we won't have them too much longer So hopefully we can uh, capitalize on their production while they're here
1: yeah, I guess we, we got that behind-the-scenes look at some dual <laughs> If you're ever athletes. wondering
0: why they're so good on the ice, you should check them out off the ice They're incredible
1: Okay, and uh, luckily, like uh, the men's team, there's also a couple of rookies making their mark Ryland, McKinnon, Ashley McFadden are second and third in the conference in uh, among rookies in scoring with McKinnon leading all first-year defensemen with eight points, Thunderbirds currently rank ninth in U Sports. So, judging from that, like the team, both hockey teams—they're good. Neither teams have shown that they're great yet, but. They'll both be in the mix some playoff time, and uh, they've got a chance the second half of the season to really turn it up a notch. Yeah,
0: hopefully they can uh, you know peak at the right time and walk away with some uh, some medals and banners. So we will take this opportunity to move on to volleyball. So we're going to start with some uh, unfortunate news that mm-hmm. the uh, this the uh, the most disappointing team so far the season has been men's volleyball. They're second and ten. Uh, they're two and ten, uh, second worst in Canada West, and uh, even making the playoffs might be a bridge too far this year. The women's team has also started the season poorly but they've rebounded one and won five of their last six
1: this was always going to be a tough year for the men's team they lost arguably their four best players and eight players overall from last year's national championship team but even still like going from winning the national championship to being second worst in your own conference is a pretty steep fall from grace they started the year 0-7 they won two straight after that gave us some hope that they'd turned a corner, but they've lost three straight since then, the last three games of the calendar year and things are looking pretty bleak for this team.
0: Things are uh quite bleak and uh probably what's contributing to most of this bleakness is that they do not have a consistent go-to guy. So we've got Colton Liu, Michael Dowhaniak, Nick Mickleberry, James Tacken. They've all flash glimpses of greatness, but uh other games they disappear. So if anyone's an Amari Cooper owner in fantasy football, you know what I'm talking about. Some people sometimes greatness just just doesn't show up that day. Yeah. So
1: yeah. Dow Hanyuk's really the poster child for that because he was great opening weekend and then he was benched for a few games and then he came back and he was their best player in a few games and then now he's also fallen back to earth. It's it's up and down. He's a rookie. He's talented. So you're going to have these up and down, especially if the team as a whole isn't super great. Jordan Deshane has been one of, probably the most consistent player this year. He's third in the team in kills, first in blocks, has a good two ninety seven hitting percentage. But uh, even though he was that like as a second year last year, super key piece of that championship team, but it's different being the fourth or fifth option, and now he was expected to be one of the top options for the team. And though he's still been very good, he's not been at the level of the Irvin Brar or the Byron Kedarakis. Which no fault to him, that's not mm-hmm. a knock on Deshane. Like he's a good player, mm-hmm. but. When you lose that top tier talent, it's hard to replace it.
0: We miss you guys. Come back, please. <laughs> Come back. You can take the rest of my eligibility and play. <laughs> um, the women's team uh, surprisingly had a shaky start to this year. They lost their first three games, but they've charged back up the standings and are now tied for fourth in the Canada West.
1: Kira Van Reich, absolute superstar. It's her second year only, but she leads the entire country in kills and also leads the entire country in aces as well absolutely insane she's also second on the team in both blocks and digs does it all has more than double the kills of anyone else on the team
0: I saw her in line at Starbucks and it was amazing that she like other people consume Starbucks so she is actually a human being and uh, <laughs> although she does have a uh, god-like ability on the volleyball court so her running mate Olivia Furlan has been Just as great. She's second in all of U-Sports in assists per set, 9.93, and fifth in the country in aces per set, 0.67. She also leads the team in digs.
1: It's really the one-two punch that's leading this team. It's been tough with the season-long injury uh, to Gabby Atea. Anna Price still hasn't made her debut due to injury. Kara Hanley off in Scotland, probably having a great time over there on school exchange but we miss her <laughs> yeah give up the haggis and come back please hopefully she'll be back in uh in january but tessa davis in the absence of those three players has emerged as a great second option to van Wright. she's second on the team with 95 kills leads the team in blocks with 35 and leads all of canada west in hitting percentage at 371 she's been absolutely crucial uh for this team with those uh, with those uh, absences
0: So moving on to swimming, uh, Jake, would you like to take this one?
1: Yeah, surprise, surprise, swimming, it's been dominant. (laughs) It happens every year, and just every year, there's so many great swimmers here at UBC. It's happened again. The women's team has won every meet they've competed at. The men's team's only slipped up once when they finished runners-up at the Calgary Lethbridge Tri-Meet in October, but they both won Canada West Conference titles.
0: No big deal. So uh, in the new year, UBC will have two more official meets before hosting the national championships in late February. Both men's and women's teams are two-time defending national champions, and the women have won six of their last seven national titles. Wow, what
1: pedigree. (laughs) Again, no big deal. No
0: big deal. deal. We are the Alabama football of swimming.
1: (laughs) I'm sure they... We want Bama. (laughs) We want UBC. We are UBC, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we we love being UVC. <laughs> I know. Uh, individually, Thunderbird Swimmers have taken part in a variety of different tournaments these past few months. The most recent is actually happening right now as Alex Loganov and Ingrid Wilm are currently in uh, Hangzhou, China, co- representing Canada at the World Short Course Championships. And these short course races are 25 meters. Pretty... Uh, in and out, although going all the way to China just for 25 meters. Hopefully the two of them do us proud.
0: We need to run the math on the distance traveled from here to there and relative to the <laughs> shortness of the race. So while we're crunching the numbers, we're gonna take a short break for ads and public service announcements. So do not touch that dial. We'll be right back.
1: Discorder, that free magazine from CITR has been documenting the best in music, arts, and culture since 1983.
0: Let's see what one man of prestige has to say about Discorder. What I've thought is the big Snoop Dogg and I fucks with Discorder magazine.
1: How about that? Smoke every day. Pick up a copy around Vancouver or f with Discorder online at Discorder.ca Open Media International is a non-profit, non-partisan organization working towards informed, citizen-driven Internet policy. Open Media believes in keeping the Internet uncensored, open, innovative, secure, and providing universal access to fast and affordable networks. If you would like Open Media to keep campaigning for citizens and Internet policy, you can donate to them at openmedia.org or openmedia.ca. You can also find them on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Google+.
0: I'm Ooh. Ooh. I never write, I'm just a vagabond. What's up, everybody? We're back. You're listening to Thunderbird Eye on CITR 101.9 FM, broadcasting live from Onceta, Musqueam territory. So, moving on to rugby and rowing. The three teams so far that have won national championships this year are men's rugby and men's and women's rowing.
1: Hopefully more to come.
0: With many more to come, actually. with uh, We're expecting um, six more uh, with <laughs> hockey, volleyball, and basketball, and you can't tell me otherwise that we're not winning at all. So, men's volleyball
1: national especially championship men, they're, That, they're that gonna, would be quite a story. Look, if,
0: if, if UBC football somehow made the playoffs so they can make the playoffs. So, uh, women's rugby also had a strong year, finishing with the Canada West Bronze Medal.
1: Yeah, looking at women's rugby, they were only 1-5 last year. They were a lot better this season, especially they started the season with two huge wins, one over UVic. Although, unfortunately, they lost to UVic in the semifinals before beating Alberta for the Bronze Medal. Good uh, improvement for them. Hopefully they can build on that next year. Rory Wood was the Canada West Rookie of the Year. And Tess Woldring won the Student Athlete Community Service Award. So even though it was just bronze, Thunderbirds still uh, bringing home the hardware for the school.
0: Absolutely. That was huge for the program. Um, the men's rugby team, as mentioned at the top of the show, won the Spence McTavish Cup for the second straight year, capping off three wins in five days with a 21-10 to victory over Queens.
1: Yeah, they are also six and three in BC uh, Premier League action that season. Will continue in the new year and similar to swimming, men's rugby. They're always very good, always winning.
0: They were upset last year by the UBC Old Boys, so hopefully they can uh, the the young bucks can take down the old boys this year. We're rooting for you guys. Um, the UBC rowing program made history in November, sweeping both men's and women's national titles for the first time. It was the third straight championship and fourth in five years for the men's team and the second championship for the women's team.
1: Yeah, Mike Pierce on the men's side was the men's coach of the year, while Craig Pond was unable to quite reach the heights Pierce did, he won a coach of the year award, but it was a co-coach of the year award and we couldn't actually figure out who won the other half of the co-award so he he
0: might be a co uh, co-coach with nobody so i don't know what to make of that he's, what does that he, mean he's
1: coach of the year in our hearts yeah co-
0: he's coach of the year to the people
1: <laughs> yeah looking at golf golf had a very excellent semester both men's and women's team combining to win eight of the 11 tournaments they competed in
0: Uh, rookie esther lee has been the breakout star she has already individually won two tournaments and and at just her second career tournament back in september she tied the cascade conference single round scoring record she is putting the golf team on her back
1: (laughs) we'll see if that continues especially in the coming years as well and on the men's side senior andrew harrison also has won two individual tournaments and uh, both he and lee have been awarded ccc that's the cascade conference because i don't think there's U Sports golf. I, I don't think no, that's a thing. No,
0: there's. They're definitely. they they are in the NCAA. No, NAIA. NAIA. NAIA.
1: Yeah. So Lee and Harrison both have won the CCC Golf for the Week awards.
0: Congratulations! So, moving on to women's field hockey. Uh, Unfortunately, folks, the dynasty has crumbled. After seven straight national championships, the women's field hockey team were unable to defend their title. With UVIC qualifying for the national championship finals on goal difference alone.
1: Yeah, it was a really tough way to go out for the Thunderbirds. They needed to beat Calgary by seven goals in their last game, which is quite the tall task. They're only able to manage a one nothing victory, and uh, the goal difference was needed because the head-to-head matchups between UBC and UVic were dead even. There were two ties, and both teams got a win in the the four matchups. I believe both those wins were by one goal as well. So clearly they're right on the same level.
0: Yeah, the difference were the uh, two schools' games against the Calgary Dinos. So the Vikes twice beat the Dinos five to one, while two of the Thunderbirds' three wins against Calgary were by just one goal. And this proves my um, philosophy of sport paper to be true. You need to blow out your opponents because point differential matters. If it didn't matter, it wouldn't be in the rule book. There I said it.
1: <laughs> yeah, poor Calgary though. Only three teams in Canada West. UBC. UBC Vic super good Calgary unfortunately just ends up getting beat up on a lot
0: Vic was good oh, sorry UBC was good Vic was gooder and that is the takeaway from women's field <laughs> that, hockey. that's
1: what we'll take away from that four Thunderbirds were named to the 2018 Canada West women's field hockey all-star team Rowan Harris Sarah Goodman Margaret Pham Abby McLellan. We were actually able to sit down for an interview with uh, team captains uh, Harris as and Emily Martin as well as basketball star Keelan Filowich. That was a few weeks ago. You can listen to that in our episode archives on CITR.ca Looking at soccer soccer. Both men's and women's teams were incredibly promising for so much of the semester even completely dominant at times but unfortunately both teams had their seasons fizzle out very unsatisfactory ends.
0: The women's team finished the regular season 10-3-1, third in Canada West, but they ended up not even making the national championship tournament as they flamed out in the conference playoffs, losing to Calgary in the semifinals and then falling to Alberta on penalties in the bronze medal game.
1: And that loss to Calgary. I remember when I was writing about that for the week, the whatever show it was that week, just being super frustrated because Dino's... They had a woman sent off just 22 minutes into the game. It was still 0 0 at the time. Thunderbirds, a player up for 70 minutes, and they lost. They gave up a goal in the 87th minute, I think, to lose the game. It's just. It's hard to watch <laughs> you beat yourself
0: because you can't really blame anyone when you have one more player than the other team for basically
1: the entire game. And. It's, it's yeah, super annoying. it's super. It's a
0: lot. It's a lot to think about. I recommend not thinking about it <laughs> just to keep your day going well. So, um, good news though, uh, just to bounce off the back. Bad news is that this is a fairly young Thunderbirds team. The defense will take a hit next year with the graduation of stalwart defender coming straight out of Richmond, uh, Emma Colner. But the offense, which was second in Canada West, will return most of its major.
1: Players. Yeah, Danielle Steer is the big one. She led the conference in goals with 10. It was second in assists, also at 10, was the only player to get that double-double in goals and assists. She was named second-team All-Canadian in just her second season, two or three more years of her. That's good news. And Michelle Jang was named Canada West Rookie of the Year after she recorded eight goals and three assists. And if fourth-year forward Amelia Crawford elects to come back next season, the Thunderbirds will turn all five of their top scorers from this past season from a team that was already very good offensively.
0: Uh, moving on to the men's team, they were absolutely dominant for much of the season, scoring 43 goals in 16 Canada West games, only losing one regular season game and outscoring their opponents 12-0 and in the conference playoffs, but they fell apart in the national championships.
1: It was really bitter, uh, not even bittersweet, just bitter, <laughs> because <laughs> UBC was hosting this tournament and they were coming in super hot, absolutely dominating the conference playoffs so on right to a conference championship well not to
0: allude to another team that hosted a playoff
1: game but don't think that home field <laughs> advantage means much folks yeah they lost three to two in the quarterfinals to carlton that game went to extra time and then they lost again two to one to uh uqam quebec uh, montreal in the constellation round In that game there were three players sent off two thunderbirds and they managed to host the National Championship Tournament as a very good team without a win. That's that's very disappointing.
0: Very, very disappointing. Uh, one of the fun stories of the season was the emergence of Christian Yili Hietanen, the fourth-year forward. Lee Hightanen. Lee Hightnin. <laughs> Very, very interesting um, spelling. That's all I got to say. Uh, the fourth year forward only scored one goal in his first seven games, but then scored 12 goals in the next eight, finishing third in the conference in goals.
1: Yeah. And, and again, uh, congratulations to Thomas Gardner, Zach Verhoven, Nick Fussell. All three of them were drafted by the Vancouver Island-based uh, team Pacific FC in the inaugural Canadian Premier League draft, Canadian Premier League starting up in April. We'll have to see if those three players will return next season, if they'll stick with Pacific FC. But moving on to our last sport, something near and dear to Spencer's, to, uh, heart. To Spencer's heart. Yes, it's, UBC uh, it's football.
0: football. Um, lo- love to hate UBC football. So let's just break it down here. The, you know, the UBC Thunderbirds pulled off the impossible this season. Okay, folks, they were down, and I'm talking real down. They were they, one in four, one in four, going into the uh, bye week. Yeah, Thanksgiving. Um, Thanksgiving bye week. That, um, and then somehow they come out of the Thanksgiving bye week. Two and three. (laughs) <laughs> and you know what? I usually, you know, hate bureaucracy, but here it helped because the Regina Rams had an academically ineligible player, which then turned their very tragic loss in the Regina game. So UBC traveled all the way to the Regina. Uh, They're up two points. They're about to win the game. And then one of their players foolishly um, hit the long snapper for no apparent reason, uh, caught getting a personal foul, getting two personal fouls on the play, putting them into chip shot range where the Regina Rams won. So the score then flipped to a 1-0 win, God bless the Rouge, uh, that allows that score to be possible in Canadian football, and th- from there, the team bounced back from their embarrassing loss to Alberta, that was happening before the bye week, where they lost 26-21, uh, to and then they went on a three-game run, they beat Saskatchewan at home, they beat Alberta at home, and then they traveled to Manitoba, where they
1: won in a thrilling, overtime game thus allowing them to
0: host this fateful
1: playoff game yeah so. i'm not sure how many teams have ever gone from a one and four record to a five and three record by the end of the season <laughs>
0: but, uh, <laughs> yeah it's witchcraft actually
1: it's second straight year too that uh ubc has benefited from an ineligible player from another team men's hockey did it last year with uh i believe it was, believe it was calgary had an ineligible player and that sparked their run to the playoffs sparked ubc football's run to the playoffs But unfortunately, just like Mentaki, UBC football did not end up winning once they got to the playoffs.
0: Um, even though the obviously high academic institutions of the University of Regina and the University of Calgary you know, did not have their players up to snuff, uh, we still managed to play in a playoff game. So thank you for making sure that you guys are not enrolled in courses. We will Please continue to do that. It helps <laughs> us a lot. Um, but we now turn to the Hardy Cup semifinals. So I was in attendance at this game. It was a beautiful, rainy day in Vancouver, be so beautiful. the most Vancouver-esque conditions. And uh, Jake, have you ever thrown or caught a football in the pouring rain before?
1: No, I've not, I've not done much throwing or catching of footballs But in could general. you
0: concede to me that it would be far more difficult to do both those activities in the rain as opposed to a, a beautiful sunny
1: day? Yeah, I have played soccer in uh, pouring rain. I can attest it's a lot more challenging. It yeah. is,
0: right? So, now, that begs the question of the first two drives by the University of British Columbia Thunderbirds. Fantastic rushing attack uh, by Ben Cummings and the UBC offensive line, really holding it down. And uh, we are just driving the ball, kept it 50-50. You know, we ran the ball here, passed the ball there. Just a nice little mix of both to play to the conditions, but also to the fact that we were absolutely dominating the box. And then uh, offensive coordinator Scott Potasik, for whatever reason, uh, called six straight passing plays. And... Uh, the only reason I, I bring this up is because it was pouring rain man like there is no reason and we, we were running the ball just fine uh, running the ball just fine and then boom we just we, we go three two and outs put our defense out there and then the defense gives up scores on some uh, on some crafty trick plays by the Saskatchewan Huskies things happen you know we're a bend but don't break and sometimes we break on, on defense and then that slowly devolved into the, uh, the brutal comeback by the University of Saskatchewan Huskies so it was hard to watch watch because uh, these, these were the same group of guys that won uh, that, I w- that I played football with uh, in 2015 where we were uh, Vanier Cup champions. So <laughs> no big d- deal. <laughs> no big deal. Subtle plug. Yeah. Humble brag. Whatever. Deal with it. You got, you got
1: the ring. <laughs> yeah.
0: Calgary, where's your ring at? Oh yeah. <laughs> Whoops. Um, but uh, the, uh, the Saskatchewan Huskies defeated the Br- University of British Columbia Thunderbirds. A team loaded with talent. And as much as I want to blame um, the shortcomings of certain players during the game we really can't that's a coaching mistake to call six straight passing plays in the pouring rain when we've established the run and we have a we have a great 50-50 offense moving forward so you know congratulations to all the players that are moving on to uh play definitely play professional football like Michael O'Connor Travel Pinto um congratulations guys but i'm sorry that uh we could not bring you back to the Vanier cup
1: yeah and as much as i'd love to uh just sit back and can you listen to uh vents about <laughs> uh, the struggles of this UBC football we're just about out of time. Quickly, before we go, got a few more notes from some other sports. The cross-country team had their first season back in Canada West. Women's team won Canada West and finished fourth nationally. The men's team placed second in Canada West and seventh nationally. The men's field hockey team, after a rough start, finished their season 3-4-2 and two fifth in the VMFHL Premier Division, their second straight year finishing top five. Looking ahead to next week, the men's hockey team will host the Danish U-20 national team in an exhibition match here at home on December 18th, part of Denmark's, the Denmark team's uh, preparation for the world junior championships. And looking at to 2021, U Sports has announced that UBC will host the women's volleyball national championship tournament in that year, 2021. It will be the first time we're hosting the women's volleyball tournament since 1983. And with that, Thank you for tuning into CITR 11.9 and our last episode of 2018. Our first show of the new year will be on January 9th. Check us out on Twitter and on Facebook at CITR Sports. Next up on CITR is the Arts Report. For Thunderbird Eye, this has been Jake and Spencer. Listen Wednesdays from 4.30 to 5 p.m. in the new year. Have a wonderful evening and happy holidays. Hey there.